What if you call us as a robbery? Any of you fucking pricks move! And I'll execute every motherfucking last one of you! It is that time once again where we look back on the year and celebrate the best slash worst slash best slash worst again of 2017 with the Eddie Awards. This is the Editing Bay on the Next Wave Radio Network. My name's Joe. Mine's Joel. And this is where we come to talk about movies. uh, And on this special occasion, Mm. the Eddie Awards 2018, uh, we are going to talk about uh, this, this wonderful year that we've had. Ha- <laughs> or is it? <laughs> maybe maybe we'd all just like to to, to give the deuces to yeah. 2017. Fuck off, 2017. Well, yeah. we've had a wonderful year, Joe. Uh, I don't on the show. I don't know that the rest of us in our personal lives, and certainly the nation, have had a wonderful year. Sure. Mm. You want to extrapolate on that? No, I think uh, <laughs> you want to unpack that a little I think, bit. Uh, I think everyone knows yeah. uh, our opinions. Well, they've heard them. They've they've heard fifty two weeks of them, uh, <laughs> and for that we apologize. <laughs> and that's where we uh, we kind of bring everything together. Culminates every year to the Eddie Awards, um, where where we we celebrate the uh, the worst in mediocrity. Um, <laughs> every year, Joel works tirelessly to put this show together. I am tired. He puts clips together. You may have heard last week he did the recast special, yeah. uh, which I like as a new tradition that we have here. You did oh, that good. last year. It was unintentional. But, no, it was, uh, it was great. You did it last year and you did it this accident. year. It's, it, it sounded awesome. Well, it's, it just makes it a little easier because we talk about these recasts and, you know, oh, you know, the, you know, the cast of Guardians of the Galaxy and Star Wars, but yeah, it's kind of hard to wrap your head around. So uh, if you hear us do it play by play. <laughs> Maybe it's a little more enjoyable? Question mark? You're right. Some of the things we do are just way too complicated <laughs> and, and tough for uh, the listeners to follow. We're going to dumb it down in 2018 for you, so you're welcome. You're welcome. <laughs> uh, and listeners, you can always take part in the discussion. Just go to our Facebook page in the search function, put in the editing bay. That's going to bring up that image of the woman with the bleeding eyes, and that's where you could talk back to us and give us suggestions for movies you'd like for us to talk about in the future. Or you can go to editingbay.com and uh, view all of our content there. Thank you, by the way, for all of you who voted, who cast your votes for the 2018 Eddie Awards, because you uh, have chosen the winners that we'll be announcing today. So uh, congratulations slash we're sorry. Some of you, uh, obviously, with an axe to grind with, uh, with certain properties. But we'll get into that mm. uh, with our first category. That's right. Uh, and this is for the worst actor in a film reviewed by the editing bay. And once again, uh, thanks to my brother for uh, doing the, the nominees. So now, without further ado, take it away, Lorne. And the nominees for worst actor are Robert Pattinson for Twilight, Christopher Lambert for Mortal Kombat, Will Smith for Wild Wild West, Mark Wahlberg for Planet of the Apes, Mark Hamill for Star Wars, Episode 4, A New Hope. Quite a collection. Yes. Um, I'm sensing, Joe, that there's a, there may be a theme here. I, uh, I, I think so. We may have some repeat offenders. We may I have some runaway right. hits. Before we, uh, before we announce the winner, is there one that you like for this category? You know, uh, I think we were unanimous in our Mortal Kombat episode that the worst thing about that film was Christopher Lambert and his uh, rendition. Her rendition? What would you call it? Portrayal? Portrayal of, uh, of the Asian God of Thunder. <laughs> she got raided. <laughs> No, I'm sure there's some contract fulfillment that uh, was allowed him to be cast in such a role, and darned if he didn't try his best. I'm I'm Chinese. But for, 
But for my money, uh, he was the worst thing about that movie. What about you, sir? Um, I probably would have gone with uh, Mark Wahlberg in Planet of the Apes because I thought that entire movie was just garbage. Yeah. Uh, and there, there was no shining point of that film. Exactly. And Mark Wahlberg was, if there was one, he was as far as there could possibly be. <laughs> From uh from a best performance, but fair enough. The award for mm. worst actor drum roll goes to that was a horrible drum roll. I Let me sparkle in the daylight. Robert Pattinson oh. with Twilight. Congratulations, Robert Pattinson. I'm sure he's very uh <laughs> very happy to accept this award. You know what? He's not that bad of an actor outside of that film. In other things, he's been in. And I will, I'll say the same he, for Kristen Stewart. He was in. He was in a Harry Potter movie. You're right. That's right. Um, Cedric Diggory. What else have you seen Robert Pattinson in? That's about it. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> but I enjoyed him in that. And uh, I, I, I listen. You don't get to be in a multi-billion-dollar franchise if uh, if you're. I was going to say Mark Wahlberg, but yes, he he does get to be. Yeah, in I was about. I'm really anxious to see where you were going to go with this statement. <laughs> I'm just saying they have to prove themselves before they are just handed. Uh, a, a sweet deal like that. So yeah. uh, I know he he had something going for him. I, I just I, I'm going to blame the director on that one. I don't think she was able to pull uh, any performances out of any of those actors. Hence why was, she was not invited back to yeah. do any of the. Uh, oh, the that's right. I, I remember that. That mm-hmm. she uh, that was her her one and done. Yeah. Um, on to right. the next one. So we've got our worst actor. Yeah. It's going to take us right into another prestigious acting award. We do how we how the Oscars does. You know how the Oscars when you tune in they like they want to knock out some big uh, awards. Knock out some big ones. They want you to tune in for the beginning. That's right. They don't they don't start with the uh, the technical awards and best editor. <laughs> they do a, and... they do a whole other night for that <laughs> for the the tech tech awards or whatever. We should do that on an we... upcoming Eddie Award <laughs> where we have a dinner with some people previously that do, like, awarded on another night. Post production. Exactly. And we have like two like Kind of high level B <laughs> actors that like kind of show up, like James Franco, oh, and Lily Allen. Wow, how dare you call him a B actor? <laughs> I saw. Um, we watched the Planet of the Apes movie. We're going through the trilogy. Oh, oh, the the new Planet, the of, new the Planet of the, the Apes, not the the new new, not the Mark not Wahlberg old new, <laughs> yeah, new new. <laughs> uh, because Jenna wanted to see him, she hadn't seen any of them, and I haven't seen this third one. So we're like, you know what? Let's start the trilogy. Oh, did you see anew. the third one? Not yet, because we are only halfway through the second one. They're uh, good movies, man. They're good. I will elevate that to great. Yeah. That first one is fantastic. The second one's fantastic. And from what I hear about the third one, uh, it's a, a feat that this trilogy is uh, at the caliber of quality that it is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, that's cool. Cool story. <laughs> uh, so we're going to roll into our category for worst actress. Let's roll. Uh, and the nominees. Lauren, take it away. And the nominees for worst actress are Kristen Stewart. For Twilight, Liv Tyler for Empire Records, Winona Ryder for Alien Resurrection, Vivica A. Fox for Independence Day Resurgence, Salma Hayek for Wild Wild West. Okay, so yeah, you're right. There's there's kind of a, a, a theme, yes, a motif. We'll see a lot of uh, if if you went to the editing bay or you went to Facebook and you voted. You saw that uh, Twilight got nominated for for several awards. For a lot. I think uh, worst director and worst film. Mm-hmm. So uh, maybe we'll be hearing from them later. Again, this is a uh, this is a bit of a hefty category because why I think Vivica A. Fox in Independence Day Resurgence was uh, abysmal. There was no reason for her to even be there. And then when you catch up with her, it's reinforced even further <laughs> yes. that wow, she did not need to be in this movie. Uh, I was going to say at the risk of spoiling anything, but. Uh, I think we spoiled that movie for you, and the spoiler alert is that you should not see that movie. <laughs> but Vivica A. Fox does not survive the first act, 
So it's like, why bother bringing back the character you cared the least about from the first one when, to when, simply offer? When does she bite it? Like, it's within the first 15 to 20 it, minutes it's like of the movie. right as the, the aliens are, are resurging, yeah. Joe. Uh, and, uh, yeah, her son. And it's, it's even more frustrating because of the fantastical things that happen in that film. <laughs> and it's like, it wasn't beyond the realm of possibility for her to survive in like a, in like a, like a last minute. He swoops he down in a helicopter down. and saves he his mom. He flew from the moon. <laughs> he flew from the moon I think to it, where she was in L.A. in a matter of, like, seconds. It feels like uh, they were still negotiating her contract, and they only had it for a couple of days, but maybe we'll get another week out of her. Uh, and they did not, so they had to, to offer she, she had She had to rush off to the set of the next Sharknado, Sharknado. movie. <laughs> Which she'll probably be killed off of that as well. <laughs> uh, all right. Actually, you know what? She gets killed off in a lot of her movies. She the sure does. Kill Bill. Yeah. She doesn't survive the first act of that. Oh, that's right. She's the first one that gets killed. She is. She is number one. Which is weird because she gets killed like in front of her daughter. Oh, oh, you know what? And we're coming up. Uh, well, I say we're coming up, but uh, you know, Quentin Tarantino's plan all along to do Star Trek is to do- <laughs> yes. In the year twenty three hundred, she will. Her daughter will arrive. No, he was going to do a Kill Bill sequel, and it was going to be all about that little girl grown up now getting, getting revenge. Revenge on Uma, the Uma Thurman character. I remember we'll that. See if that happens or not. Um, but okay. for now, for now. We do have a winner in this category. Who's, who's your pick before we announce? Oh, I said Vivica Fox. You said Vivica Fox? I think Fox. Vivica Fox was just horrible in this. You know, uh, I kind of have to go with Liv Tyler. Jenna turned me around uh, when we watched Empire Records. Let's know our Empire Records episode from earlier in the year. Um, she is the worst actress in that film. Or, or Easily. Least, Easily in that film. At least the most annoying character. I mean, everybody kind of has their, their uh, Oscar moments there where they're really vying mm-hmm. for uh, for some attention. Yeah. And uh, I just don't think she's up to the up to the task. Costumed wonderfully. Oh, yeah. That Super cute. Bear midriff. Yeah, but but yeah, just not, <laughs> not very impressive. So that's uh, my pick. Let's see what the listeners chose. The listeners chose, are you ready for this? <laughs> the winner for Worst Actress... Kristen Stewart for uh, Twilight. Of course, <laughs> we're two for two, Joe. I feel like, I feel like it's a package deal. Like you, you know, when we've played the the game Werewolf and there's the lovers. Oh yeah. And like when one of the lovers gets killed off, the mm-hmm. other one has to kill themselves too. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's kind of what the listeners were doing with the voting on this. Like, if I vote for Robert Pattinson, have I to. have to vote for Kristen Stewart as well. I could see that because they're t- with their powers combined, they ruined <laughs> Wait, that film. Are you saying that? They're like the Wonder Twins of bad acting. <laughs> yes, that's exactly what I'm saying. How do you think that relationship was? Because like they hooked up while doing that movie. What? Yeah, Robert Pattinson and and Kristen Stewart. Wait, no, I they thought... hooked up like a for real relationship. Does she just hook up with people on all of her films? Because yes. she she yes. hooked up with a director of another film. Yes. Afterwards. Yeah, the guy who directed the Snow White movie. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Kind of makes you wonder how she got cast in Panic Room. And then she David became Fincher. a lesbian. <laughs> she was like twelve. She, she, well, I mean, now she's a lesbian, but is she? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Is this like a sexy phase? Though? You had a sexy phase. <laughs> uh, I think that deserved. Uh, I think it's deserved. I think the so far the audience has gotten it right. The listeners have gotten it right. Um, <laughs> Congratulations. Even though it's not my first choice, I do think that it's hard to pick a worst actor or worst actress in Twilight because all of the performances are so bad. But you know what? I, w- I will defend Kristen Stewart by saying you may not like the one note that she has, but damned if she doesn't do that one note the well. Biting the lower lip? Yeah. Just, she bites the lower lip like nobody else. She exudes teen angst. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Even when she's 40 years old. <laughs> Oh my gosh! It's so, like the what's that CSI or NCSI? Oh, the, and NCIS. Yeah, the, the the chick with the with the, the ponytails who's all goth. She's leaving the show. She's like forty two years she's old. She's leaving the show. Oh, good. Yeah, I never. Liked <laughs> okay, her. I don't. 
I never liked her. How, how many shouldn't episodes that, did you watch? Shouldn't that show be leaving us? How many episodes have you watched of that of show? Of NCIS? Uh-huh. Um, I was with someone who enjoyed that show quite a bit. Yeah. So I've seen um, several okay, seasons of that right, show. All right. Just let's settle down. Since that person, I have not seen one episode. <laughs> okay. That tells you my affinity for that. Well, it's gotten way better. It, it has. I don't know. I haven't watched it. <laughs> I have not watched that show. Uh, what's next? Well, we're going to mix things up again. We got our two big ones out of the way, and here's where we start uh, going into the, some of the smaller categories. Uh, Joe, every year um, we'll see a movie that usually neither one of us have seen. Uh-huh. Uh, or maybe we've uh, seen parts of it or we saw it a long time ago and we're revisiting it and we have our preconceived notions. And sometimes those preconceived notions are proven incorrect. Uh-huh. And uh, the films... Like Hansel being... and Gretel Witch Hunters. Yes, I think that was our first one yeah. for our 2015 Eddie Awards. That fucking movie was fantastic. I liked it. It came on cable a few weeks ago and yeah. uh, I, I had to stop. Has Jenna seen it? She has not. We'll have to... Oh, dude. Dude, I got a list of about a couple of dozen films long that we have to get through. Let's, let's finish this Planet of the Apes trilogy first before <laughs> we get into Hansel and Gretel. I don't, know if, I don't know if I'd get excited about it, though. Remember, we watched when we watched Cabin in the Woods, mm-hmm. and I was totally expecting I was like, Sarah's going to love this movie. I know. She's really going to love this movie. And I don't think she loved it. I think she liked it. I just don't think she loved it. And well, I was fair like, enough, I don't know if I can accept that. It's kind of gory. Listen, uh, yeah. once, it, it's much more enjoyable, that film, Cabin in the Woods. Listen to our Cabin in the Woods episode. Uh, upon second viewing, when you kind of know where the film is going, uh-huh. and you can relax about uh, wondering who's going to die, because ultimately everybody dies. Yeah. Spoiler, Spoiler alert. alert. <laughs> uh, so here, without further ado, are the nominees for Pleasant Surprise. And the nominees for Best Pleasant Surprise are... Dread, Premium Rush, Night Riders, The Fast and the Furious, Warcraft. Well, Joe, uh, I think you know what my vote is, and I have a sneaking suspicion you share my my feelings. I I have to say, hands down, Night Riders was what? the most pleasant surprise of the year for oh, me. Oh, that is not where I thought you were oh, going to go. Oh, really? Yeah. Uh, that that film was nothing like I expected. Like, when I saw the trailers, when I saw the uh, the poster art for this movie, I thought it was going to be a, a, a bunch of hogwash. Like, just, just horrible. <laughs> you like, watch your language, sir. Like, horrible B-movie, you know, like well, almost a, a Road Warriors kind of thing of knights it was on, a George on Rome- motorcycles. Yeah. It was a George Romero movie. <laughs> Motorcycle jousting from and I was like, the 80s. Yeah, they're, they're just going to be dudes that are like hunting people down on the road dressed like knights on motorcycles. And it wasn't that at all. It was really sweet, actually. Super sweet. It's the story of King Arthur, mm-hmm. but with traveling Renaissance Fair performers. And uh, Ed Harris in his feature film debut. And probably my favorite Ed Harris role. Yeah, man. He plays all the emotions. Yes. He gets a little teary. He is, he is giving that film more than it deserved, uh-huh. I think, what was on paper. But it ultimately... Was, it's a fantastic film. I never in a million years... Like, the, after we watched it, mm-hmm. I was running out to stores trying to see if I could find the Blu-ray of this movie <laughs> because... I was so fucking blown away by it. Well, now, where would you have gone? I could have swore you were going to go premium rush with me. Oh. It's, got our, it's got our two faves. got Joe Golev yeah. and uh, the incomparable Michael Shannon, Michael Shannon. In, uh, in a chilling role. I think, I, I don't think that's, for me, it wasn't a pleasant surprise. Mm. I kind of figured, I'm going to like this movie. Oh, you knew going in. I, I think I'm going to dig it. It's, you know, it's Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Uh, that guy's... So far, like he just, I dig almost everything he's done. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, Warcraft... I don't think it surprised me. <laughs> like I, I think that it was it was better than I was expecting it to be, but it still didn't make any sense. It still wasn't a, a great film, but we were expecting it, or at least I was, uh, to uh, to suck. Yeah, yeah. I thought it was going to be filler, but and, uh, and the filmmakers 
did what they could with it. Okay. And Fast and the Furious, I think I've spent more more time with it in the past decade. Yeah. Where I'm like, oh no, I dig it. That's more. That's that more for you. That's a bit of a filler one, yeah, because yeah. I had yet to see it. Uh, but it will not be the last Fast and the Furious film I see, Joe. Yeah. I'm on a mission. Oh, 2018. Man, I, I can't wait. Going to get through all six or seven or how many do they have now? <laughs> it's eight. Because it was Fate of the Furious. Let's see if I can watch them faster than they're released. <laughs> and Furious. All right. Let's see uh, what our audience had to say about their pleasant surprise, Joe. And the winner is Dread by a Landslide. Wow. This one wasn't even close. That, and see, that's another one where I'm like, yeah, it wasn't really a pleasant surprise for me. I kind of had a feeling that movie was going to kick ass. Yeah, but after the first Judge Dredd, the Sly Stallone uh, yeah. film from the 90s, like I, I saw that and I was like, oh, this just seems like a cash grab. It seemed like oh, the, the, the rights to this film are expiring and we need to make another Dredd film whether people want it or not. Really? But then they got somebody who was passionate behind it. Got and some s- good talent in it. Yeah, man. Love all the leads. Yes. Oh, and uh, Lena Headley. Headley? Hetty? I always screw that up. I, d- I don't know if there's an L in there or not. She's a, gr- a great, uh, great villain. Mama. In that film. Mama. Yeah. Mama. Uh, so no surprise to it, me it, that the pleasant surprise <laughs> is dread. Was dread. It's a it's a good flick. It was a good comic book movie. Um, I see where you're coming from on that. Mm-hmm. That after the Stallone one, but I, I mean that's that's like saying that you were going to prejudge the new Planet of the Apes movies because the Tim Burton one sucked. I did. Oh, really? <laughs> yes, I did. I went into that theater. I, I did not want to go see it. I went with a buddy uh, because we were on a video shoot. We were out of town and had an evening, and that was what was playing at the theater that we could agree on. Wow. So I was not expecting to like Call this Call me new... pleasantly surprised that you were pleasantly surprised <laughs> by Planet of the Apes. This can just go on forever. It really could. Snake eating its own tail. <laughs> uh, Let's our, move on, shall we? we? We shall move on because it's uh, related to Best ple- Pleasant Surprise. It is, kind of in the same vein. And that's our Best Guilty Pleasure category. Now, what qualifies as a guilty pleasure in your estimation, I think Joe? the fact that it's a movie and it's not very... Well, it's, of course it's a movie. <laughs> Thank you. It's, it's, it's <laughs> a pretty... <laughs> Pretty open-ended. It's criteria. a film that, critically, maybe not acclaimed, mm. maybe even doesn't get the most love and accolades from uh, audiences, mm. but it's something that you enjoy. Um, best example for us, Masters of the Universe. Yes. I love it. You hate it. And I, I, know, I, I, I know it's a rough movie, but there's a part of me that's like, I really fucking enjoy watching that film. It was I had, I saw it several times when I was a child. Yeah, I think the common thread of all these films uh, and most of the best guilty pleasure nominees are that we saw them in our youth before maybe we knew a little better before we had judgment sure and could uh, uh see a film for what it was uh-huh and then uh 20 years later however long we some of these just it. don't hold up but they're still enjoyable for us to watch because of where we were in our in our time or it's just that we like you know i like garbage movies mm-hmm. and i've never outgrown that um, well, let's hear what films made the list of this year's Best Guilty Pleasure. Take it away, Lauren! And the nominees for Best Guilty Pleasure are... Friday. The Rock. Empire Records. Robocop. Batman the Movie. This is always a weird episode for me to... To, to work on why because, is that well because the the train of of consciousness mm-hmm. is kind of it keeps getting in because we have to move on I know. and naturally i just want to kind of continue the discussion and that, that's that's why we weird. get along joe that's why we do a podcast because uh, <laughs> you can't stop the signal can't stop the signal man can't stop us from talking about films and we won't stop except for now when we announce <laughs> the winner of the best guilty pleasure joe do you have a uh, what, what, what's your pick on this list Man, that's rough. I guess I'd probably go with Empire Records. Me too. Uh, I, 
It, it, for all the criticisms that I had about that movie, I still adore it. I love watching. It's fun. The original theatrical cut. <laughs> yes, I not still, the direct. Please, guys, if you, if, if you if you go to the the DVD store, I'm sorry, I cut you off. If avoid. You go, no, I'm just, I'm yeah saying the same thing you're saying. Mm-hmm. Do not seek out <laughs> the extended the extended edition. I almost I wanted to say expanded and extended at the same. What's time. What's the line from uh, 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 Oh Brother Where Art Thou? Do not seek the treasure. <laughs> what does he say? I've only seen that movie Do, once. Oh really? And it was in the theater when it came out. Do not seek the treasure. <laughs> John Turturro trying to give... Okay, fuck that. Whatever. Cut that part out. <laughs> Somebody out there is, uh, is feeling me. Uh, what about you? Yeah, I, I have to agree with Empire Records, but a close second for me is Friday. Yeah. I really like Friday. Uh, highly rewatchable. I think we both agree, though, that uh, when the sun sets on that film, uh, my affection for it sets as well. Yeah. Uh, because that's when we have the drive-by it's, shooting. It and gets then a little dark. It's really heavy. Unbalanced. And, uh, you know, Devo... Mm-hmm. Comes to kick some ass and he starts uh, beating on women. Yeah, which I can't get behind. That is weird. RoboCop too. Uh, I have a deep affection for that. For movie. RoboCop too. For no, for RoboCop. <laughs> RoboCop also. Thank you. Uh, I have a deep affection for that movie because of the the satire that's at work there. I think that's pretty brilliant. Eh, not so much. Um, but <laughs> okay. Uh, but but yeah, there's. I think uh, it's a good list. We've got a good list of movies there. Uh, what did the uh, the listeners pick? The listeners have chosen wisely. Two films, actually. We have our first tie, Joe, of the 2018 Eddie Awards. That's right. And both of our picks have tied for first place, Empire Records and Friday. Holy shit! We're in a, in a dead heat for a best guilty pleasure by... Uh, did I say pleasure? Pleasure. <laughs> My- Burst guilty pleasure. <laughs> uh, best guilty pleasure. Um, yeah, but the listeners enjoyed both of those films equally. Wow. And uh, I cannot fault them for that. No, not at all. I think uh, well-deserved congratulations, Friday. And Empire Records. Mm-hmm. Uh, very, very impressive win for you two. <laughs> uh, you're going to have to cut the uh, the trophy in half, and one of you take uh, the top half, one of you take the bottom. Oh, you don't do down the middle? Nope. So they both have equal halves? No, man. Well, one of them's going to have a base, and the other one's not. Base. <laughs> yeah. You know what? The one that doesn't have the base, mm-hmm. it's going to be called The Doors. The Treble. That is a band that never had a base. Uh, oh. Is that true? I don't know. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> The uh, opinions of one joke and not I did this uh I did this talk with uh with Devin. Uh yes. Devin Pike was doing the thirty six hours no sleep. Friend of the show and best guest host winner from uh twenty fifteen, I believe. Uh I don't know, man. He was um holding the grudge that he didn't win oh, that year. I oh, think did he was he not? I think he was beaten out. Oh I'm... I think he was beaten out by Harper. Whoa. <laughs> Okay, well, that was a that was a total what throwaway. Are you saying my my no, daughter won a throwaway? I'm award? just saying there's an asterisk next to that win because uh, people vote for babies. People okay. love babies. No, okay. So the the reason I brought it up is mm-hmm. because you you were saying the opinions of what and then like completely slaughtered my name. <laughs> uh, so I went on with with Devin uh, on I think it was like the Thursday that he started right. And he he introduced me and it was like yeah you know introduce Joe Cucciati. <laughs> and I was like, and I try to be respectful, and I'm like, okay, that's 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 cool. Uh, and then he had me on. He asked me to come on the next day uh, and take part in the Star Wars discussion that Ooh. he had. And again, he's introducing the panel. And I thought at one point he was going to let us introduce ourselves. Oh no! And instead, he went down the line and introduced everybody. And he gets to me, and he's like, Joe Cucciati from the editing. <laughs> and I was like, man, you're over two, buddy. Cucciati. There's yeah, an N funny. in there. Come on. It's kind of like me with uh, Joey Pantaleone or Pantaleano. Yeah, Pantaleano. Pantaleano. Mm-hmm. Yeah, whatever. 
Yeah. <laughs> Fuck those Italians. Yeah, man. What do they ever do names. for us? Uh, all right. So that's going to wrap up our, uh, what, our first, the first quarter of awards here. That's right. We've got uh, 13 total uh, uh, categories, so bear with us while we get to the rest of them. We're going to break things down a little, little bit. We're, mm-hmm. we're going to break it down. Break it down. Uh, and, uh, and have a little fun. With some uh, for once, uh, I know, right? Nothing but uh, <laughs> uh, doldrums here on this on this podcast. <laughs> but for right now, uh, Joe, you have a penchant for uh, for breaking out into impersonations. You're quite good at it too. It's a skill that. Um, what do you attribute that skill to, Joe? Uh, just having no friends okay. and uh, <laughs> watching watching movies a lot when I was a kid and having a lot of time to just sit there and like make fun of people's voices and try to. Try to imitate. I don't think you're giving yourself enough credit because there, there's there's something in your brain that is not in mine. I can't regurgitate uh, nearly as well as you can. But uh, you've done quite a few impersonations this year and every year, uh-huh. uh, and that is our next category for best impersonation. You look down uh, the category; it looks like most of them are from you. <laughs> I contribute a little bit, uh, and even Lauren. Lauren uh, did, yeah. That's a part. So, Lauren, introduce yourself as a nominee for best impersonation. And the nominees for Best Impersonation are Joel as Harry Carey. Committed seppuku, yes. just like one of the characters. Do they call it Harry Carey in this uh, Harry, movie? Yeah, I think you're right. They call it Harry Carey, and I don't think that's correct. No, he's the, the guy from... Japanese uh, culture. Yeah. Hey! <laughs> from, the, from the Chicago Cubs. What's your favorite Japanese Hey! <laughs> Mine's Big Trouble in Little China. <laughs> <laughs> Joe as Billy D. Williams. It's a shame they couldn't get the rights to fucking Billy D. Williams in there. <laughs> yeah. Wedge Antilles. Hey, guys, remember Somebody. me? Hey, I was in the area and I saw something <laughs> on my scopes. I saw a ship crash down. <laughs> I thought I was, uh, we were waiting for a shipment from the Tawani family. <laughs> yeah, it could have been that guy. So I thought I'd come on down and see what was going on. Mm. Oh, wicked. <laughs> yeah, I haven't seen you in a minute, motherfucker. <laughs> Damn. Joe as Bernie Mac. This is canon. Lando shot a fucking giant. <laughs> come on, guys. Come with me. I got some cold 45 <laughs> waiting for you. I want a little Bernie Mac there at the end of my... Uh... You did. We're going to have some cold 45. <laughs> Love that muscle. You want some milk and cookies? <laughs> Joe as Samuel L. Jackson. Where, where Elijah calls him up and he's like, I found... Out something. <laughs> you almost drown. Every hero's got to have a weakness. That's right. You drink too fast. Mm-hmm. You could choke <laughs> on a cup of water. Just like me. We're, we're not that we're different. Not, we're not that different, you and I. Yeah, I love that, man. The path of the righteous <laughs> man is beset on all sides. Joe and Joel as Jeff Goldblum. This, I'm sure SEAL Team whatever has a bomb expert, <laughs> and they would have him tied in now, immediately now, with Stan. You Gitsby. do plan to have bomb experts <laughs> in this <laughs> bomb movie. In bomb movie. <laughs> you do. Uh, Hello. Uh, Hello. Uh, you do intend to have geologists <laughs> in your uh, rock movie, right? That is one big pile of sand. <laughs> <laughs> Joe, Joel, and Lauren as Anakin Gump or Forrest Skywalker. Because the oh. romance in this movie is just about as real as Anakin and Padme. Yeah. Though. I don't like sand. All right. Uh, <laughs> what? What? It, it gets, gets everywhere. <laughs> Even in the butt talks. <laughs> I'm sorry. Life so, is like a no. box of power converters. 
Now I'm picturing when he gets his legs cut off. Something jump up and bit me. <laughs> something jumped up and... Every time, yeah. every time we go into the clip for this, like for the past four years that yes. we've done this, I go in and like I'm cringing at what it is that we've done. What have you put together? For me? <laughs> and by the end of it, I'm just about crying. Oh, good. From listening, like tears of joy. One would hope. Well, <laughs> hearing hearing like Lauren do his Forrest Gump, Anakin Skywalker. <laughs> I do enjoy that. It's so funny. It's so great. Like it makes me cringe still hearing like the Billy D. Williams. Uh, oh, I which, love your Billy D. Yeah, but I've pulled out the Billy D. Williams pretty steadily for the past four years, however long we've done this podcast. It's true. Always a winner. Um, but will but it be a winner today? I don't know, man. That that you, Lauren Burnson might just pull us over the top with that. I don't know. Film. I like your Bernie Mac, man. And I got to say, um, the uh, <laughs> you want some milk and cookies? Like, we, Jen and I say that all the time around the house now, thanks to you. It's so. all about the inward. You kind of have to talk inward a little bit. Like, take that breath in yeah. and still be talking What would Bernie doing? Mac sound like if you were doing the national anthem? Or, or uh, the, the, the Pledge of Allegiance. Do the Pledge of Allegiance. <clears throat> I pledge allegiance. To the flag, United States of America, and to the republic for which it stands, one nation under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. Uh, rest That's in it. peace, Bernie Mac. Well, oh, let's, let's hear what the listeners thought was uh, the best impersonation of 2017. All right. And the winner is... Jeff Goldblum by myself and you, Joe. Really? We, we both win. We're both winners. I think when we were listening to the clip, we both looked at each other. We were like, <laughs> should that have been nominated? That one's probably not very good. We had a few in there, but uh, I, uh, Jenna helped me choose these, and uh, people loved them. Some Jeff Goldblum. Yeah. She did, and the listeners did, too. So thank you for uh, awarding that to both of us. Wow. Fantastic. I accept on your behalf, I, Please, accept on my behalf. <laughs> uh, that, that means uh, we are tied. In oh. our Eddie Awards for this year. Keeping score? Not really. Okay. it's Everyone's a winner. The, the, sure. It's a winning Eddie Award. The Eddie Award Participation Trophy. Uh, I was talking to Devin about This is one of the things we talked about. He he mm-hmm. asked about how the podcast it's came like about. he's here. Isn't he everywhere? <laughs> More mentions. Devin. Devin. Devin Pike. Devin Pike. Because you're everywhere to me. Uh, all right, so we, he asked about how the podcast came about. Oh, and I told him, you know, I I grew up watching really bad movies with a love of bad film, uh, and that my friend Joel uh, really likes quality films. He doesn't like to waste his time on bad movies. And what my mission became was to make you watch <laughs> bad movies, so you would have. And I think we talked about this once that like you have never watched as many B kung fu movies. No, as you have now. Since perfect we've been weapon doing this. and. Uh, what American you don't even Ninja, remember the perfect weapon? And uh, well, I do now as many times as we've we've evoked it. Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, hell, Samurai cop. But even some some classics that uh, went under my radar, like Lethal Weapon and Die Hard, and I was going to say Die Hard too, but Die Hard. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I had not seen and have seen now thanks to you in this podcast, Joe. Right. I've also seen No Holds Barred, so, <laughs> so they kind that. of cancel each other out. But but what the point was is I told him like we were kind of opposites, and it was funny because he was like, "Why do I feel like if I had Joel here, he'd be telling me the opposite thing that <laughs> he likes the bad movies and you're because the high I'm bro. Nega Joe, <laughs> Nega Joe." <laughs> uh, so the fun thing about doing this podcast with you, mm-hmm. one of the things that I enjoy the most, is obviously when I can introduce you to something that I like. And like suddenly I find out like, oh, he enjoyed it too. That's really cool. Yeah. The only thing I like more than that mm. is when I have a film that I like and I share with you and you tear into it. 
Oh man, <laughs> I agree, and and the feeling is mutual, Joe, because uh, there have been some some ones that I I could have swore you were going to enjoy just as much as I did, or 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 had in the past, and we were going to commiserate and uh, have a little love fest over films, uh-huh. um, like like some of the nominees for <laughs> in this category, our most polarizing film. So here are the nominees for most polarizing of 2017, and the nominees for most polarizing are Unbreakable. Beauty and the Beast, Spider-Man 3, Mortal Kombat, Avatar. Yeah, there's there's a couple on there that Oof. I know that you love and I cannot stand. I don't know where this is going to go. Um, I think Spider-Man 3, though, was a film that we both kind of went, you know what? It wasn't great, but mm-hmm. it's not maybe as bad as we thought it was. It had some potential, but I think I may have liked it a little more than you did. Yeah. Or maybe you liked it more than I did. <laughs> maybe it doesn't deserve to be on most bonus. You know what's dangerous we is when pad the we start sometimes. misremembering who liked a movie more than the other one. <laughs> well, uh, I certainly remember uh, liking Avatar much more than you did. Yeah, because uh, I'm not I, a fan. There are redeemable qualities for me in that film, and uh, I don't think you uh, care to see it again ever. No. Or any of its numerous Never. forthcoming sequels. No, dude, there there will never be a sequel to Avatar. Uh, you know, I well, you know what? Uh, let me try it again. <laughs> <laughs> James Cameron has kind of dialed that back because it was going to be like what four or five sequels, yeah. and uh, now he's kind of saying, "Well, we're going to make two and three because we're filming them back to back. We'll see if people respond to it, and then we'll see if we can go from there." Because I think he's going to have trouble uh, funding five of these, and yet they're moving forward with like an Avatar. Uh, theme park, right? It's the already it's park? already open. Is it up? I think it's in Animal Kingdom or whatever it, in Disney World. <laughs> really taking some liberties with that. Uh, <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> they got dragons and uh... it's really weird. Like when the kids go into the park or whatever, like suddenly somebody puts a little USB cable in the back of their head. And <laughs> people don't know, they don't like that quite uh... as much. They like the little wristbands. They want to stick with the wristbands. Um, well, do you have a uh, a favorite here, dude? I, I think Beauty and the Beast. I mean, you yeah. really don't like that remake. It's not that. It's just a lesser watered-down version of the film that we grew up with and loved. And the things that they added to it took away from it, diminished it a little bit. Uh-huh. Uh, and I have no desire. Anytime I want to see that story on film, I'm going to watch the original. Sure. I don't know when I would ever pop this one back in. Um, we have had countless discussions mm. about Unbreakable. Yes. Like beyond the episode where we talked about it, we have talked about Unbreakable a bunch of times. I've been threatening to do that on this podcast for uh, several years yeah. now. Yeah, yeah. And uh, the result was exactly what I thought it was going to be. Oh, yeah? That, you, that I didn't like it and that you loved it. <laughs> I, I, I feel like you were predestined it, to, or predetermined to, uh, to not like that film. It, it got to the point where in that episode, you, you asked, like, you straight up asked, the one question that, like, it's kind of a shit question to ask people. <laughs> and it's like, well, what exactly did you not like about the movie? I don't think it's a shit question. That's, and, that's legitimate. No, no, no. Because I laid out a very, like, like legalese-style case. Exhibit A, Exhibit yes. B. Here are the things that make this film uh, greater than the sum see, of its See, parts. but you understand the, the problem with that discussion. The problem is, I think we both went into it thinking we were going to change the other person's mind. Mm. And we can't do that. There's no. no way we're going to change each other's minds on this. Not thing. when it comes to that great film. No, mm-hmm. no, yeah, okay. Uh, <laughs> you excited for? Um, uh, I think they're calling this third one glass because we had Unbreakable, <laughs> Shattered Glass, starring split. Hayden Christensen. <laughs> uh, split was the unofficial sequel. Uh, now I guess. Have you watched sequel. that yet? 
You've watched, oh, yeah. you watched Split. Oh, it's so great. So you watched the bit with uh, with Bruce Willis. Just to the very end. And the, the lady's like, it's like that one guy back in the 90s. <gasps> and I'm like, it really wasn't a public deal. Like, it, it wasn't it a was public deal. It was in this deal. fictional world in Philadelphia. I mean, Philadelphia is an actual what place. What did he call but... himself again? Mr. Glass. Mr. Glass. That <laughs> <laughs> sounds like a mobster. <laughs> Uh, I will not be nominated for best impersonation for Bruce Willis. For... Leave the gun. Take the canoe. <laughs> Mr. Glass. Ooh, that's a good recast for yeah. the Godfather recast. Yeah, Bruce Willis yeah, as man. Marlon Brando. Yeah, wouldn't that be great? That would, uh, no. <laughs> no, it sure wouldn't. Based on, based on Bruce Willis's work in the last two or three years. Good point. Nope. Listen to our uh, Good Day to Die Hard episode <laughs> from a couple of weeks back. <laughs> Please listen to it and don't watch the movie. <laughs> yes. Do not watch that film. Savior. It's, yeah, almost in real time. Probably. So the most the most polarizing film. Most polarizing? Joe, you guessed it, and the listeners agree. Unbreakable. Hands down. Again, another landslide. Yeah. Uh, I guess all of the people who voted listened to that episode, <laughs> and they were either on my side or they were on your side. I feel like they were mostly on your side. I think so, Judging too. by the feedback on the Facebook page. People love Unbreakable. Yeah, just not this people sitting on this side of the table. I don't know why. I don't know why, man. I I wish I could. I I thought for sure I would at least nudge you over a little bit towards my side, towards the light side of the force, Joe. No, and yet you remain in the dark. Or I'm I'm the gray. <laughs> <laughs> I'm in the gray. Fifty I'm the gray Jedi. Oh God. Uh, all you know, right. there's another one of those coming up. Yeah, isn't it called like Fifty Shades Freed or Fifty? I've stopped paying attention. <laughs> I'm surprised that they're still. I, I saw the poster when I went in to watch Jumanji. I saw the new Jumanji. Oh yeah, uh, how is it? Actually, kind of good. It was Dude, cute. It's got the man. Rock and Kevin Hart in it. What's it's, not to like? And and Jack Black. Oh and yeah, that's Karen right. Gillan, looking like sexy Lara Croft running around and stuff. Uh, uh, okay, this isn't an episode about Jumanji, but <laughs> I'm going to say this much. Okay. Uh, I thought it w- a really smart move that they made was in the very beginning, the Jumanji game, and I think you said that the first movie ended like this. The Jumanji board game is found on a beach. Yeah, it washes some, up. Like, there's a, a jogger who runs by, and he finds it, and he brings it home, and he gives it to his kid, and his kid is like this metalhead, and, you know, it's 1996, and he loves playing, oh. like, it's PlayStation and shit like that. Oh, I didn't know it was a, a period piece. A little bit, because uh, he... Oh, he's like, board games? Who the fuck plays board games anymore? And he kind of throws it to the side and mm-hmm. continues playing his PlayStation. Well, overnight, as he's sleeping, the game evolves and turns into a video game ah. that he puts in and then gets sucked in. I wondered how they were going to... Alan Parrish. Write that out, yeah. Uh, and so then you fast forward another 20 years mm-hmm. where these kids are in detention and they find this video game system as they're cleaning out like this storeroom. Oh. And they decide to plug it in, this old tube TV, and start playing, and they get sucked into the game. Some of the tropes, some of the video game tropes that they throw into this are actually pretty brilliant. Yeah. Uh-huh. Like, they all they all come to, and they're these different characters. One of them is obviously The Rock or Jack Black or whatever. And they look at their wrists, and they're like, oh, I've got this weird tattoo. And it's three lines. Well, one of the characters gets killed, <gasps> but then comes back. And now it's oh, two lines. He's got three so lives. So that's how they like keep track of their lives. Oh no! And I was like, well, that's kind of interesting. Oh, you know, I like that. Do they have like pretty... health meters and such? They, too? they they have a menu screen. If they <laughs> they realize like if they pat their chest or whatever, it brings up like their menu and like what their oh. strengths and weaknesses are. Interesting. So it's it's little things like that that like the video game fan of me was like, good on you. This made it pretty pretty cool. I'll check it out. Uh, it's cute, man. I'm a fan of that first one. Coming I soon to an episode to admit, of the editing page. I have never watched the first one. What? Never seen the first well, one. Well, then we're definitely doing that film in 2018. <laughs> Stay tuned, folks. All right. Um, you know, Joel, one of the things that um, 
that we're famous for. Mm. Infamous, <laughs> other, one would say. Other than our impressions on this show is when we bust into musical uh, interludes. Ooh, which happens at least once an episode and sometimes multiple times. We've actually had people comment on that. And one of our reviews on iTunes is, I love when they bust into song. Oh. Yeah, Did you very write that review? Yeah. I did not. <laughs> no, somebody else did. Somebody that you know. Yep. And, and per- perhaps <laughs> probably, probably live off. with... <laughs> Uh, but no, we we are definitely fans of music, fans of the musical, maybe, uh, mm-hmm. and it shows when we get together. All it takes is to hear a word or a phrase or for you to say something a certain way, and uh, it's it's something about the way our brains work or don't work, mm-hmm. depending on how you look at it. Uh, I, I've got the music in me, and I so do you, Joe. I think it's the Muppet influence in us. We both Ooh. grew up watching stuff like The Muppet Show, huh. and that, that's very music-centric. Kind of a variety show type. A variety show mm-hmm. kind of thing, and that's why we bust in a song when something inspires. And that's why I have cut together uh, this little uh, highlights, if you will, uh, of some of our best musical moments from the 2017 Editing Bay season. So uh, cover your ears, folks. Rockin'. Rockin' and rollin' down to the beach, I'm strolling. That, that should be nominated for a Grammy Seagulls for Song of the Year. Seriously, that song is so, so good. Not right fun. Now. And it is so seagulls. <laughs> Stop it now. It's like, you guys, I'm getting dorks in stereo. <laughs> and then I remember the big controversy where she had sex with Black Jesus in that... Uh, <laughs> in Like a Prayer? Like a Prayer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Whoa, Black Jesus, bam, lamb. Whoa, Whoa, Black, Black Jesus, bam, lamb. Take me to the promise, lamb, lamb. <laughs> Rear F-18 pilot. Holy shit. James Caviezel. How about that, man? Nice gun. Good eye. Thank was, you very much. It was his eyes that you recognized, <laughs> it was right? his eyes, yes. His, the eyes, of, his the eyes, eyes of Jesus. I see Jesus in your you don't, eyes. You don't fly you that don't jet mistake the eyes. eyes of Jesus Christ. Blow up the rock in your eyes. <laughs> Alcatraz. Miss Stanley Goodspeed. <laughs> what is she, a, a, a wizard? <laughs> She's a wizard, Harry. She's not a muggle. Uh, yeah, speaking of Ryan Johnson. I'm not a wizard. <laughs> we got ourselves a... Not yet a muggle. Oh, that's funny, dude. Thank you, thank that, you. No, that is sincerely funny. <laughs> Yeah, he's already been Mr. Miyagi. Uh-huh. Why not be Raiden, the god of lightning? Yeah. Very, very frightening. <laughs> Galileo. 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 Galileo Figaro. Let me go. Oh, I'm just a poor boy. Nobody loves me. He's just a poor boy from a poor family. Spare him his life from his monstrosity. I was doing like a Kitty Hawk reference. Oh. From X-Men? No, no, not Kitty <laughs> She's my favorite. Remember that, session. No pill on a duck a day, just my horn for him. That's pretty good. Dick about the big bone, bone, bang, the down with the bang, the notion. Oh, I hate that song. You're going to admit it, though, right? Do you have right? a confession to make to our I listening do, I audience? Do. I got another confession. Is that a song? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Foo Fighters. Oh. <laughs> I don't want to so the, the, right. the best, the best, the best, the best of you. Okay. <laughs> Go back and listen to our Independence Day episode uh, and refresh yourself for our... Refresh yourself. <laughs> You've got to make him... Refresh yourself. Hey, 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 hey. hey. 
Gamera. Uh, yeah, they had an episode of TNG. It's uh, the next generation. <laughs> Chris TNG. Boy. Boy. Engage. Engage. <laughs> Make it so. <laughs> TNG. Worf. 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 <laughs> we are moving into uh, an- another category uh, that involves us. Yeah. The editing bay staff. Uh, and the self-aggrandizing what, section of the, the, the episode. The the uh, the verbally filleting ourselves <laughs> portion of the eddies. Uh, we uh, we have a portion in the show where we really love to recast the movies. You know, obviously we say what it did right, what it did wrong, but we love the fantasy recast aspect. It's my favorite part. Uh, and I think it's a listener favorite as well. Mm-hmm. And so we have our nominees for best recast male. Take it away, Lauren. And the nominees for Best Male Recast are Henry Cavill as Judge Dredd, James McAvoy as Forrest Gump, John Hamm as David Dunn in Unbreakable, Daniel Craig as Alex Murphy in Robocop, Brian Cranston as Obi-Wan Kenobi in Star Wars Episode Four: A New Hope. Wow, I totally forgot that you had recast Henry Cavill as Judge Dredd. Yeah, well, it's all on the uh, it's it's in the chin. You got to find somebody with a strong chin, and he's got that little divot, just yeah. like Judge Dredd's supposed to have. So, uh, <laughs> I think he can play that role. James McAvoy as his Forrest Gump again, based on Split. If you see Split, you'll know he can do it all. I would honestly, I would like to see Split. I don't have any interest whatsoever in seeing Glass. Any kind of resurgence of this unbreakable thing, yeah. uh, I'd don't like to see put down, but... John Hamm as uh, the unbreakable character. Yeah, no, but Dunn. what I would love to see is Brian Cranston, obviously, as Obi Wan Kenobi. <laughs> I like that one. That's that's my uh, that's my vote for uh, <laughs> for for best male recast. Every time I do a recast and it has anything to do with Star Wars, though, all I can think of is the uh, Kevin Spacey doing the auditions on SNL. <laughs> all of the characters. <laughs> We don't talk of Kevin Spacey anymore. Oh, do though, we Joe. not? No, no. It's uh, 2018 now. What, what should I re- refer to him uh, as? Peter when O'Toole. Peter O'Toole. <laughs> Peter O'Toole. Yes, because in the Ridley Scott film, remember they that's, reshot. That's Christopher Plummer. Oh, Christopher. Plummer. Isn't it Christopher Plummer? You're right. Peter O'Toole's dead. Peter O'Toole's been dead for a while. <laughs> Cut that part out, Jeff. Cut that part out. <laughs> okay. Uh, my bad. Uh, yes. Uh, so no, these these are these are all great. Uh, I think so. I, it's hard to pick one of these, especially since we're the ones that came up with them. <laughs> well, let's see what the listeners chose. Joe, tell us who is the winner of best recast male. I hope you're a fan of James Bond. I am as RoboCop. Oh, Daniel Craig is yeah. Alex Murphy in RoboCop. That's your recasting, Joel. You know what? Uh, sometimes these things just come to me, Joe. I don't know where. Call it a stroke of genius or your wife. Uh, yeah, sometimes. <laughs> It's true, but 50% of my recast ideas are from Jenna. Thank you. Uh, but this one, uh, I, it all came down to the eyes. Daniel Craig has those crystal blue eyes, the same way that, um, what's the original actor's name? Uh, Peter Weller. Peter Weller did. Which are Alex covered Murphy. up almost the entire movie. Yes, it's true. So, great casting choice. But yeah, I like that. Daniel Craig. That's a good job, man. So now you're leading 2-1. Oh, yeah? Yeah. All right. This is no good for me, man. Well, uh, you still have an opportunity to catch up, Joe. That's true. And that may happen in the next category. These next three categories continue our recast segment of the show. Uh, We just got through with mail, so let's move on to Best Recast Female. And the nominees for Best Female Recast are Rachel McAdams as Jenny in Forrest Gump, Katie Sackhoff as Ripley in Alien Resurrection, 
Megan Fox as Kelly LeBrock in Weird Science. Natalia Dyer, Nancy Wheeler in Stranger Things as Bella in Twilight. Shailene Woodley as Princess Leia in Star Wars Episode Four: A New Hope. <laughs> I like uh, I like Megan Fox as uh, Lisa from Weird Science. But but yes, Kelly LeBron. It makes me laugh so much that sometimes you don't. You don't see people as their characters; you just see them as them. Well, in a the lot role of people of don't movie. remember the 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 the, the character's <laughs> name, but yes, Lisa, Lisa from Weird Science. From Weird Weird Science, and, and I like Megan Fox. I know she gets a bad rep. I know people think she's just a pretty face, but I think she's proven herself to be an accomplished actress. Yeah, she's she's pretty good. I don't think Michael Bay did her any favors by uh, sexualizing her in that first Transformers movie because that set the tone for her career. Did you ever see that Jonah Hex movie? I did. Yeah, there parts of it. She wasn't the worst part about that. movie. No, and I didn't really mind her accent all that much. I thought she uh, she was doing better than some of the other actors in that yeah. film. Yeah. I tell you what I really enjoyed was your recast as uh, with Natalie uh, Natalia Dyer, yeah, the uh, Nancy Wheeler actress from Stranger Things. I had both of them. I had her and uh, Harrington, Steve Harrington from Stranger Things, as uh, the lead. And uh, what's his name? Steve. Has anything as Edward? Edward. Edward. Has has anything been more glorious than this like outpouring of Steve Harrington love? Oh, after yeah. Stranger Things too. That guy's a star, man. He's fantastic. That- and, I, I I'm angry that we were robbed of that for most of the season. That it, of the first season? It, no, of of the second season. That, you think like, so? The relationship between him and Dustin. Oh. We don't get it until like the last two, three, maybe two and a half episodes of that season. Well, there's, there's a lot they're cramming into that season. It's true. Um, maybe they could have gotten rid of that one ep- episode where uh, we visit uh, one of her one of Eleven's long lost sisters. A blatant attempt to uh, create a spinoff you series. Spinoff. Stranger, strangers. <laughs> <laughs> But I think there's a clear winner here. And that is... The audience has chosen Katie Sackhoff as Ripley in Alien Resurrection. Hillary's pick. And uh, yes, so uh, congratulations to special guest host Hillary from our uh, Alien Resurrection episode. That was her pull. And so this award goes to you, Hillary. Congratulations. Uh, This was a landslide, I should say. Oh, was it really? I think all of the other ones maybe got like one or no votes. Uh, and uh, like ninety percent of the votes were for Katie Sackhoff. And Damn, that's just a testament to how uh, how well she would fit in that role. Yeah, and how much people love Hillary. Yes, thank you. Hillary. Who doesn't love Hillary? Well, if if you don't love Hillary, then you're probably a fucking Nazi. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and we don't want you here. No. on this podcast, unsubscribe. Fucking Nazis. Two down, two to go from our recast uh, category. Our next category: best recast duet. Uh, I don't think this needs to be explained. Yeah, it's pretty self-explanatory. Obviously, uh, m- movies that have two leads, uh, like the aforementioned Weird Science, uh-huh. uh, we often like to choose other duets from other films to take their roles. So yes, uh, let's hear the nominees for Best Recast Duet. And the nominees for Best Duet Recast are Michael Sarah and Jonah Hill as Wyatt and Gary in Weird Science. Chris Pine and Gal Gadot as Beauty and the Beast. In Beauty and the Beast. Key and Peel as Ice Cube and Chris Tucker in Friday. Kevin James and Adam Sandler as Mario and Luigi in Super Mario Brothers. Michael B. Jordan and Denzel Washington as Jack and John McClane in A Good Day to Die Hard. I was pretty proud of that Die Hard, that Good Day to Die Hard recasting. Yeah. I, 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 like, I like when I... 
subvert your expectations. I think so too. You've done that before where you'll switch genders or you'll switch races. Or that, you'll, uh, no, no. Black people are still part of the human race. <laughs> God damn, you do that every time. <laughs> switch colors? What? I don't know what word I'm there supposed to go. use there in 2018. Uh, ethnicities? There you go. <laughs> that's that's a word. <laughs> My bad. But when I'm filling out the forms at the DMV, it clearly says what race am I? Yeah, and that's a problem. Yes, it that's is. something that needs to be corrected. Joe, I liked your uh, your Kevin James and Adam Sandler as uh, Super Mario and Luigi. I think that would have worked out, that too. That was inspired because, yeah. they're, they're, I mean, that would have made the film that much more enjoyable, I think. They're, they're a comic duo. They've worked together before. Mm-hmm. Chuck and Larry. Uh-huh. That's right. <laughs> The Just classic Chuck and Larry. Put them in the Mushroom Kingdom. Uh. And they have to pretend they're gay for insurance purposes. <laughs> <laughs> How could it go wrong? You're right. Yeah, it's like printing money. This one is a, uh, this one's always a fun one. When we do like the duets or the ensembles, mm-hmm. it's really fun to kind of come up with, uh, you know, what's going to fit that DNA? What's going to, to, to resonate with our listeners as well? I'm pretty proud of that uh, Chris Pine and Gal Gadot. We've got uh, Wonder yeah. Woman and uh, whatever his character's name was from Wonder Steve Woman. Steve Trevor. As, thank you. As Beauty and the Beast. That's not bad. Yeah. He's a little short. For a stormtrooper? To be the... <laughs> yes, sir. I'm, I'm Chris Pine. I'm here that. to rescue you. I'm just going to... Who? <laughs> Obi-Wan Kenobi? <laughs> Is that Gal Gadot? <laughs> yeah. No, if it was Gal Gadot, it would be Obi-Wan Kenobi. There you go. Yeah, she has such a weird... Have you seen Wonder Woman now? I have. Oh, good. I liked it. Oh, you liked it, didn't you? Yeah, I had one problem. I built it up too and much, I think we I? talked. we talked about it. I think we talked about it, mm-hmm. where there's this one sequence where... Okay, so in the movie, spoiler alert, in the movie, uh, Wonder Woman, Diana Prince, decides to go uh, to to the the world of men with Steve Trevor to stop... Uh, uh, what's his name? I want to say Mars. Worst theme park, by the way. Uh, <laughs> world of the men. The world of men. Uh, she wants to stop um, Ares? Is that it? Ares, yes, the, the god, god of war. war. Uh, she wants to stop Ares... Uh, but we realize it's World War One, uh, and there's this really great speech that Chris Pine gives her, like right near the end of the movie, where he's oh, like, "Oh yes, she thinks that she's destroyed Ares, so why why are people still fighting? Why is there still war?" And he has this speech where he's saying, "It's just how things go. It's, it's just inside you of know us. there is no like one overall evil thing that's influencing. It's just." It's it's in people, and mm-hmm. the best we could do is try to save these people now, or or try to stop this now. Right. Uh, I can't remember his exact words, and I am not doing it any favors. No, you're right. But he basically says like you can't fight hate. Yeah, it's, it's not just, a it's not a, a personified being. It's not a tangible thing that you could fight and stop. And so he sacrifices himself, mm-hmm. uh, and then it leads to her fighting. <laughs> Aries, the like personification the, the personification of, of war, and yeah. I feel I'm like that completely defeats the purpose of what he said, and what he said was gorgeous yeah. and wonderful. But didn't it look cool? <laughs> it did, I guess it, it looked pretty cool. cool. <laughs> and they're fighting in the air. And then cool, what happens man. after she beats him? The Germans come out of their 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 base. Their they're like, "What have we done?" I'm like, "No, this this is not the, like you guys had a great point going on." Hey, but it's better than Justice League. It, am I right? I haven't right? seen Justice League. Well, that's just what I hear. It, it's it was. It's the best of the modern DC movies, though. Yeah, that's it's a pretty low bar. I don't, I don't know. No, you don't know. No, I don't think so. I think there's a couple of a couple of decent films out there. Yeah, what do you like? Watchmen. I liked Watchmen. Oh, we're counting that as a DC. The film, Losers. I guess? Dude, the Losers is great. The Losers is great. Listen to our Losers episode from was that this year? Last that was, year? I think this that was, was twenty sixteen. It was this year. I believe it was this year. It was this year? Yeah. All right. Because one of the uh, the people that didn't make the nominations was wow. when we recast Dude, for the Losers. Why wasn't that? nominated for Best Pleasant Surprise. I don't know. Oh, because you had seen it. I had seen it. That's why. 
but if that was the case, we shouldn't have nominated uh, Premium Rush because we'd seen that. Too. We're gonna gloss over that. Okay. No, no. Gotcha. But you know what? My, my my justification for that was it was a pleasant surprise when we saw it the first time. Gotcha. There you go. Okay. So the losers could have still been. <laughs> Moving on. Best the- <laughs> recast uh, ensemble. Who is the winner? Oh, the winner is for best recast duet is. Key and Peel as Ice Cube and Chris Tucker in Friday. That's another one of yours. I liked that one. I think uh, both of the, like, in my mind, I always get them confused. I think it's Key. Yes, Keegan Michael Key. And uh, Jordan Peel. Would be the would be the Chris Tucker character. Uh-huh. Jordan Peel would be the Ice Cube character. Yes. And I can just close my eyes and I can see the two of them sitting there on that front porch having the exact same banter, exact same characterizations. That's very good. Thank you. I was proud of that. Yeah. That, I will accept that award. Yeah. Thank you, listeners. Congratulations, Joel. <laughs> can I say? And then on to our, uh, our final award for recasting. Here we go. This Bring the, up the rear. The ensemble, where we take a group from one uh, property mm-hmm. and insert them into something else. Blech. Oh, God. <laughs> Lauren, take it away with the nominees. And the nominees for Best Ensemble Recast are the cast of Community in Spider-Man 3, the cast of Dodgeball in Batman the Movie, the cast of American Pie in The Cabin in the Woods. The cast of Saved by the Bell in The Fast and the Furious. The cast of Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2 in Star Wars Episode 4, A New Hope. Ooh, ooh. You know, I gotta say I was a fan of uh, the American Pie recast for Cabin in the Woods. Yeah. And I know you, you kind of have to have seen both of those movies to have it fit, but... Uh, I think uh, I think we had the pie fucker. What's his name? Jason Jason Biggs Biggs mm-hmm. as uh, as the the stoner. Yeah. And then we had uh, Mina Suvari as the whore. And uh, Alice <laughs> so strong. And Allison Hannigan was the the lead. Yeah. The, the virgin. Mm-hmm. Wouldn't that work? I uh, I was impressed. That was Jenna, with your... by the way. I'm not saying that just because I'm married to her. I was impressed with your Saved by the Bell cast <laughs> in Fast and the Furious. That's still like when I go back and I listen to that episode and we get to that point, it's something I have such a hard time wrapping my head around. Really? AC Slater as Vin Diesel. Uh, dude, that's per- fucking perfect. And uh, Paul, uh, what's his name? Mark Paul Gosling. Thank you, that guy. As Paul Walker. Yeah. Mark Mark Paul Walker. <laughs> Mark Paul <laughs> Gosling. Paul. Re- rest in peace. Can't Mark, do that. Mark Paul Walker. Yeah. Uh no this one this one was a fun one this year we had some fun ensembles uh the uh, the cast of dodgeball I was particularly proud of in that Batman sixty six big fan of to refresh my memory again who did you have uh the cast of dodgeball in no. Batman sixty six <laughs> no but who were some of the uh... dude I don't fucking remember all right listen to our Batman sixty six <laughs> episode from I think April of twenty seventeen that's right but Joe, so many numbers who There's so many numbers being thrown who? around there. well here's another number who is number one. In this category the for best one. recast ensemble. Joe, the winner is Star Wars Episode Four: New Hope recast Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. Yeah. That's another one of yours. You are totally, totally taking this time. I'm on fire. Yeah. You'd think that I was the one who came up with the nominees. You're sweeping For this. each category. Uh, although I think that one was pretty even. Yeah, I got two, you got two, and Jenna was a nominee Jenna split well. the middle. So it was anybody's game, but uh, I am proud of that one. I will accept that. Um, and I had to specify that it's volume two because I had Kurt Russell as Obi-Wan, as Kenobi, Obi-Wan Kenobi. And I think people like that. Yes. I know you like it. I love Kurt Russell. Wh- who did you vote for in that category? Do you remember? I, uh, I'm i pretty sure I voted for yours. Oh, really? I voted for the Star Wars A New Hope. Yeah, and I think I voted for uh, Cast of Community for Spider-Man 3. I, I think you're, uh, you're lying about that. Oh, look they, at that. We voted for each we other. Do. I, dude, I always, I'm going to be honest right now, I mm-hmm. always vote for Joel's stuff. Oh, thanks. Guys, I always vote for Joel. So if we have a, a guest host... 
Fuck you, I don't vote for you. <laughs> <laughs> well, that'll be uh, no comfort for the next Uh-oh. category. <laughs> Except for when it's my wife. Oh. <laughs> I always vote for her. Uh, we are uh, are looking at our next category, best guest host. Yes. Uh, which we kind of, we front, lo- well, we backloaded rather. Yeah, we, we realized like most of the year host. we didn't have any guests. Well, we didn't have any episodes for the first two months of the year. So thanks, listener, for sticking with us and subscribing and getting all your friends on board. I should take the opportunity to say this has been a banner year for the Editing Bay podcast. We had the highest listenership we ever did. We had our first sponsor. Appreciate that. Uh, and all things are looking good for 2018. So thanks again for spreading the word, continuing to listen, showing your support, and going to editingbay.com. Our and last sponsor. Facebook. <laughs> I wasn't going to say that. No, we'll have more. We'll have more. Um, but yes, we saved our uh, our guest hosting uh, duties for uh, the last half of the year. Uh, but man, we really uh, we were really firing on all cylinders. I feel like every we, week we had somebody coming in. It started in. after we saw Star Trek. And, oh, that's and we, right. And you accosted Doden out in the parking lot. <laughs> I did. I cornered him, and I was like, "You're going to be on the podcast. <laughs> Choose from my list here. Like, what okay. movie jumps out?" No, that wasn't. I didn't have to twist his arm then much because he loves being on. The listeners love him, and uh, let's see if the listeners chose him as the best guest host for 2017. Lauren and the nominees for best guest host are Hillary Evan Thomas for Alien Resurrection. I was wondering, is the xenomorph trait inhabiting her? Is that why she does this whole thing where she's like all like animalistic? Hillary I mean, like, is uh, imitating a velociraptor right now. <laughs> because that's what she looks like when she's in the movie. She's like. Jenna Burnson for The Cabin in the Woods. Well, all right, baby. What was your favorite? Oh, I like the goblins in the background that are ripping people in half. Oh, yeah. They're yeah. called the dismemberment goblins. Yeah. <laughs> is that true? That's their name? Uh-huh. That's Funny, According man. to the director. Yeah, because well, yeah, I was reading about it and he said they just have smiles on their faces, ripping people in half, <laughs> and it makes them extremely happy. And he doesn't know why. And that makes me happy. Sarah Cucinati for Spaceballs. Yeah, it's the first time she's heard this. This idea. is a great place to like spring news on somebody. <laughs> hey. And I'm pregnant. <laughs> oh, <Whoa! laughs> wait, wait. Wait, are you really happening? No, you, oh. that wouldn't. Or am, or am I? I? Tune oh, in next week. Tune, tune in in nine months. <laughs> Jay Gunn for Twilight. Five minutes before she touches his skin and his, his freezing cold hands. Mm-hmm. And, but once it's time for sexy time, apparently he's not freezing cold anymore. No. Yeah. I mean, who And was? she's laying on him and she's falling asleep on yeah. with her head on his chest. It's like, yeah. well, wait, what? She's no? like, put that, that cold <laughs> cock in my <laughs> vagina. Hey, cold cock. <laughs> Lauren Burnson for Forrest Gump. Did you think Jenny had AIDS as well? I did. Yeah. I think the screenwriters they were going for AIDS. It. If you look at the non-subtlety of this movie, <laughs> the lack of subtlety in this fucking movie. Uh-huh. Thank but you. So you were saying the non-subtleties of this film. Um relation to Oh, AIDS. Mm. So it's <laughs> Oh, AIDS. Oh, AIDS. <laughs> The new Editing Bay t-shirt. There's, there's the uh, sound bite for you that you'll play in during the... Uh... Matt Doden for Robocop. Paul Verhoeven was in Dallas and thought, this is gorgeous. This looks like Detroit of the future. Like, what's going to happen like with Detroit in the future? <laughs> I'm not sure if that's a compliment. Terrible. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that's, At least that's it wasn't Detroit well, of the past. Like Detroit in like 30 years. Like, oh, God. <laughs> 
Jesus, I'm not sure if there's more of a left-handed compliment. Like, what was that? What are you, what are you saying here? You it's it's, it's going to lead to this. Well, you smell like the shit I'm going to take in three days. <laughs> Excuse me? Joe, I gotta say, uh, I really enjoyed having your wife on. She's been on twice now, twice. three times. Baseballs, Lethal Weapon, and Lethal Weapon, and uh, enjoy her every time. And she's always hilarious, uh, and adds a little bit of insight too, as the female perspective to some of our uh, our very male heavy episodes. She uh, she adds insight not only in the female perspective, just any perspective. It's it's frustrating sometimes to mm. have conversations with her because oh, yeah. she's so always so objective mm. and a, a lot of times way uh, way more intelligent than I am uh, forms a much more intelligent opinion. <laughs> she thinks about things before she talks. What? Where Unheard I, of. I don't I don't quite do that so much. <laughs> we had a talk the other day where I was like, I'm I'm afraid I'm dumber than I used to be. Like I just feel like I'm I'm not very intelligent. When I talk to people, like, I forget words that I want to say. <laughs> uh, I, I don't think things out. Like, I'm not playing chess in a discussion but where you know I, what? I kind of plan what I want to say and, you know, and, and, and have a very, you know, like a deep, thoughtful experience when having a discussion you with somebody. You know what, Joe? I, I think studies have shown that uh, that people who are maybe a little scattershot with their uh, thought process, are it's because of their intelligence. It's because all those synapses are firing in your brain and you have so much going on. You can't con- you can't get just one thought out, and all it's just like word vomit. You're so full of shit. Well, <laughs> I'm also trying to justify my own existence and intelligence because I suffer from that. Uh, my wife does not, though. I thought she my was wife quite cogent in our uh, cabin in the woods episode. Yeah, I would have voted for her as well. Yeah, I voted for my wife in this category. Yeah, we kind of have to, don't we? Yeah, yeah. We, not only do we have to, but it was the right thing because my wife was the best. Oh, guest host that I don't we know, had. Joe. My wife was pretty good, too. Well, we're just going to have to find out what the listeners thought. Let's hear what the listeners thought. And the winner for the 2017 Best Guest Host is Jenna Burnson. That's right, my lovely what? wife. For her Cabin in the Woods episode. The fix is in. <laughs> no, 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 no. And here to accept the award, here she is herself. The lovely Mrs. Burnson. Hey, Jenna. Hey, guys. Thank you so much for having me on. It's really an honor. Um, How does it feel to know that you won on a bed of lies? <laughs> no, I'm, I'm, kidding. I re- I'm kidding. Yeah, I'm the worst. Why would <laughs> anyone pick me? Seriously. That's a joke. <laughs> I swear I didn't have to pay anybody off. These were uh, the choices by our listeners, and they, they heard, and uh, they liked what they heard. It was legit. Price Waterhouse. Uh, they're the ones that conducted all of this. <laughs> You know, though, not to diminish your win here a little bit, but uh, it was it was a pretty close race, and you just kind of edged it out. Everybody, uh, everybody loves all of our guest hosts, uh, and but they just loved you a little bit more. And, yeah, uh, I'm not sure why. Who's to blame them? Well, I do. No, I mean, yeah, seriously, it was easy to talk about. You guys are easy most of the time. <laughs> Very um, easy. Yeah. <laughs> easy to riff with and stuff. So, yeah, it was fun. And uh, Joss Whedon, and I mean, this was an incredible movie. I'm like, where was this for six years of my of my life? So I'm I glad that I got to share it with guys that had already seen it a couple times. And thanks for introducing me to it. How um, many times did we rewind that scene where the elevators open? Yeah. All uh, too many to remember. Yeah. So, like... Three words, smiling, dismemberment, goblins. Like, this is <laughs> this is my movie. Like, this is it. So. It's your spirit movie. It's What's, my spirit movie. I'd watched this movie about six times, and I never noticed the goblins. Oh, yeah? So you pointed them out. Oh, my God. They're beautiful. <laughs> I mean, like, not literally. But, yeah. So, thanks for having me on, guys. It's always a pleasure. And uh, Will we get to hear it. more of you in uh, 2018, hopefully? Yeah, possibly. Um, what movie uh, do, you, do you have up your sleeve for 2018? What do you like? 
Oh gosh. I'm putting you on the spot here, but I don't know. Uh, I've mentioned like Encino Man and Ooh, it's some on the list. Kind of older ones like that that might be a little bit more uh, polarizing. They are polarizing. So, Encino Man's a good answer. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah with, uh, no wheeze in the juice. <laughs> That's right. We had a Polly. Did we have a Polly Shore movie this year or was that last year when we did Son in Law? Last year. We did Son in Law. Oh, so we went 2017 shoreless. So uh, <laughs> oh maybe the, maybe we'll have a high tide. In Stop 2018, it. man, you're getting me wet. Uh, <laughs> no, that doesn't that doesn't work. Yeah, thanks guys, because you guys make it easy, so I appreciate it. Thank oh. you. Congratulations. Okay, thank you, thank you, everybody. All right, well, we're getting ready to wind down on yeah. this thing. Our final two categories two coming more. up. Uh, but just like every award show, mm. when we look back on the year, yeah, uh, we have to reflect back on the uh, the friends oh. that have left us, the people that have moved on. Way too early. That's right. I mean, we just we just watched the Last Jedi. Yes, and it's one that's still. I mean, it's it's probably been a year now. I think we're celebrating the anniversary. Almost. That's right. It was right uh, after Christmas, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, where we lost Carrie Fisher. What was that experience like, Joe? Watching Last Jedi, uh, knowing that this would be the last performance of Princess Leia it on was, screen. It was it was bittersweet mm-hmm. because I liked her character. I rather I like her. Yeah. I like her performance. I didn't quite enjoy what they made. They had her doing in the movie. I wish that they had made it a little more substantial. Obviously, because I know that's it. You know, mm-hmm. um, and I, I believe they were saving her for Episode Nine. If if uh, rumors are true, that that was going to be her film where she had a chance to shine. So, right. understandable that she took a back seat, but unfortunate that uh, we'll never get to see that. I don't think there's a Star Wars fan, uh, or at least somebody who. Star Wars was a big part of their lives growing up. Someone our age that watched The Last Jedi and that moment when Luke is talking to R2-D2 yeah, and he's like, why should I? Or, or something along yeah. those lines. And R2 there's, kicks there's, on. Like, there's nothing you can do to convince me to go back. There you go. And R2 kicks on the old message mm-hmm. from Star Wars where she's, help me, Obi-Wan Kenobi, you're my only hope. Chills. I started, like, I cried. Yeah. I cried. I get made fun of because, like, <laughs> I get so nerdy and I feel all the feels and I I cried. I teared up at that moment. And I think Mark Hamill slash Luke's reaction to that is perfect Mm -hmm. because he says something like, oh, that's a low blow. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, But when they announced that Carrie Fisher had died, I I was on my way to join Jason Cox Mm. over at Gearbox with Griff where we played some Dungeons and Dragons. Oh, yeah. And I'm like crying on my way to Gearbox. Like it was just is... It's rare when a celebrity death like actually impacts you like that. But yeah. uh, well, see if you can uh, hold back your tears as we listen to our in memoriam section, where we uh, celebrate and recognize some of those that we lost in 2017. George Romero, dude, there was always something a little deeper about what it was he was creating and how he was making a statement on where he was, what where society was at that time. Uh, George gonna miss you man uh really loved your films and thank you for this gift this night riders uh did not expect to like this You're one as much welcome. <laughs> rest in peace bill paxton yes we'll love you from uh, Spaceballs, from independence day <laughs> uh-huh and that one movie uh with sandra bullock where her boyfriend goes into a coma <laughs> while you were sleeping twister that's what it was called oh, but, <laughs> oh yes yeah. i remember that one yeah 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 it's actually a really good one uh-huh but i'll tell you man that last little bit where it went to Debbie Reynolds, oh. and then it went to young Carrie Fisher from like the end of Empire, Empire yeah. and then to Carrie Fisher from The Force Awakens saying, oh, no. may the force be with you. Oh, uh, yeah, I saw you post was, that. Oh, oh my God. Like, it's, it was one of those, like, I wasn't sobbing, 
but it's like you f- I felt like a, the fattest <laughs> tear just like immediately Strong just fall also down also cry <laughs> Sal Bandini. Martin Landau is in this fucking movie. Want to wrestle? He's fantastic. Martin Landau, how do we know? He was like in the old original Mission Impossible, like the TV show from the 60s. I think you're right. Yeah, I think so. But he was never really like a, a comedian. Was he an Edward Actor. Yes, there you go. He yeah. was an Edward. Yeah, okay. yeah, 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 yeah. That's probably his biggest role, at least for the last 20 years. Or yeah, so. I, I don't remember him doing a whole lot more than that. That and this. Uh, this week, a tribute to Adam West, who oh, passed away yes. last week. Yeah. Or his Bruce Wayne, like even, Scout. is a little, like, weird. Yeah. Almost a little rapey. I was <laughs> when, surprised. When he's that... having his date night with Kitka. Perhaps it... we could continue this over <laughs> dinner. It sounds like he's constantly coming. Like, <laughs> yeah. just... Or he's tr- really trying to hold in a fart. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, I walk in, and Joel's like, did you hear? Hey, man. Clint Eastwood. Breaking news. Like, what about Clint Eastwood? He's like, just read about it in the car. Clint, Clint Eastwood fucking died. Yeah, he's 87. Um, not dead, by the way, Clint did. Eastwood. Not <laughs> yeah. dead. Turned out he's not. Breaking news, everybody. But then by the time we finish this podcast, Watch, there's a good chance. There's a 50-50 chance Clint Eastwood <laughs> could be dead by the time you hear this. Every day. Any one of us, Joe. Rest in peace, Clint Eastwood. <laughs> just in case. Dude. Joe. Did you the hear the Lego, news? The Lego Mario movie. You know what I'm talking about? No. Hours old. You know how uh, you've met a director of a Star Wars film Colin now? Trevorrow. Colin Trevorrow? Apparently I haven't no, anymore. No, you haven't. <laughs> he has... They have parted ways is what they're saying. God he, damn it. I don't know whether they let him go preemptively. He's probably, he probably corrected the wrong person. Uh. The name's Trevorrow. <laughs> like, the name is unemployed. <laughs> the name's Spielberg, actually. <laughs> Your name is unemployed. You're out of here. You're done so. <laughs> We don't talk of Kevin Spacey anymore. Oh, though, do we Joe. not? No, no. It's uh, 2018 now. What, what should I re- refer to him uh, as? Peter O'Toole. Peter O'Toole. <laughs> Peter O'Toole. Yes, because in the Ridley Scott film, remember they that's, reshot. That's Christopher Plummer. Oh, Christopher. Plummer. Isn't it Christopher Plummer? You're right. Peter O'Toole's dead. Peter O'Toole's been dead for a while. <laughs> Cut that part out, Jeff. Cut that part out. <laughs> okay, so uh, our final awards for the Eddies. Uh, just like the Oscars, yeah. we've got our, uh, our. You went and saved oh the best gosh. for last, or the worst, <laughs> the worst for last. Because what we're looking at now is the award for worst director of a film that we've talked about this year That's on right. the Editing Bay podcast. You'll recognize some of these films because uh, some of the actors and actresses were nominated <laughs> for uh, some of the previous categories here. Well, I'll let Lauren tell let you. Lauren do it. Take it away, Lauren. And the nominees for worst director are James Cameron for Avatar Barry Sonnenfeld for Wild Wild West Tim Burton for Planet of the Apes Catherine Hardwick for Twilight Roland Emmerich for Independence Day Resurgence Yep, no surprises there. Mm. I think uh, this was an easy category, Joe. And in fact, I had several that I had to omit from this category that I thought uh, were, were worthy. I'm surprised you didn't omit James Cameron. <laughs> yeah? You love Avatar. Uh, no, no, I do not love Avatar. I tolerate Avatar, and I uh, respect Avatar for the technical marvel that it is. Uh-huh. But uh, there is no denying that um, James Cameron often surrounds himself with great actors and uh, can pull serviceable performances out of them. I feel like uh, there was some lacking in Avatar, or at least the the characters were so two dimensional mm-hmm. that it was uh, it was hard to to grasp onto anything. Yeah, I, I have to say for for my money, mm-hmm. every one of these nominees deserves to be in this category. <laughs> uh, Barry Sonnenfeld, Wild Wild West. 
just thought, a, a mess. It, it was well, it was a, not only was it a mess, but it was a thoughtless mess. Yes, you know, it was it was horribly offensive. It was, <laughs> wasn't it? It was super offensive and irresponsible. I feel like on the part of the director, like this is kind of irresponsible. Uh, oh, T- Tim Burton with his Planet of the Apes. Yes. Well, he was just like phoning it in and doing it for the paycheck. We we've seen him do better films, which I guess is is why he's on this list because it's it's almost most disapp- If there were a most disappointing category, yes, uh, it would go to Tim Burton. Sure. However, uh, my pick for this is uh, is Roland Emmerich because uh, he had a sense of entitlement about this film. They had already planned an ID six, <laughs> if, if you will, another sequel. The, they this, end it. This film ends on a cliffhanger. <laughs> cliff like, hey, you love this so much, didn't you? We're gonna give you more of what They're, you want. We're gonna go to their planet. They brought back right. all the characters we hated, uh, or at least didn't want to see more of. Yeah. No more Will Smith. Some Jeff Goldblum, but even he couldn't save this pile of. Uh, that's one big pile of shit, as Jeff Goldblum would say. <laughs> Uh, all right, so uh, the uh, winner yes. of Worst Director Producer. Eddie Award 2018 is Tim Burton, yes. Planet of the Apes. Yes. And even, Maybe coming as a surprise to some of our listeners. Yeah, you think that so? That Catherine Hardwick didn't take that. Oh, that's right. Yeah, we've uh, been very uh, Twilight-centric here. Every category that had a Twilight nominee had won so far. Yeah. Um, and uh, bucking the trend here a little bit as we get towards the end of the... The episode. I think that this one is well-deserved. It's a hard watch. It's a hard watch. It all culminates in that ending. (laughs) Like, I think that ending is a perfect metaphor for Tim Burton's approach to this film, which is couldn't give a shit. Does it make sense? No. No. I I don't care that it doesn't make sense. Exactly. I wanted Abe Lincoln, Ape Lincoln, sitting there. (laughs) And that is a problem, man. That's what we're going to do. That is a problem. Like, just watch and not understanding what the fuck. Uh, Tim Burton, okay, We've, we've talked about this before, creating your own science for a movie uh, and sticking to it. And he had no fucking clue what science they had created, the yep. whole time travel thing. Like, mm-hmm. how does any of that make sense? If he's traveled to the future, how does it make sense that the fucking Tim Roth ape right. is now like the liberator of the apes? And even more perplexing because they were planning this to be another trilogy. They wanted to make sequels of this. And I'm like, where would you have gone with this? Because it, it I, I, I don't know. I don't. I don't know, Joe. I don't know. <laughs> I don't either. Also, even more um, frustrating because these new Planet of the Apes are fantastic. Yeah. And Tim Burton could have made something special and instead he phoned it in. No, obviously he couldn't. Um, <laughs> yeah. What What is the... We've talked about this before. The mm-hmm. best movie, the best Tim Burton movie I've ever seen, mm-hmm. Big Fish. Yeah. And I think it's because it was very different from what I'd seen from Tim Burton before. It was thoughtful. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, it's a movie that he obviously cared about mm-hmm. because he, man, he really broke it down and he worked on those performances with those actors. And again, I mean, you're, you're casting Albert Finney in your oh, movies. so great. You're not going to get shit. Uh, not a dry in the house. Oh, the my fucking God. I was drying out. Oh. oh, my God. Guys, do yourselves a favor and see Big Fish. Jesus, the last 10 minutes of also that Also, do yourselves a favor and do not see his Planet of the Apes. Do not see Planet of the Apes. It's just, it's disappointing, especially when you see something like Big Fish and then look at Planet of the Apes and go, how did that come from the same fucking person? I'm going to throw those Alice in Wonderland films in there, too. Uh, I don't think those are... I don't. I don't find the Alice in Wonderland movies to be as offensively bad as Planet of the Apes. No, true. How do you feel uh, going back and looking at Beetlejuice? Mm -hmm. Because I know you love Beetlejuice. I love me some Beetlejuice. I love me some Edward Scissorhands. Really? Yeah. Edward Scissorhands doesn't stand up for me. You don't think so? No, not for me. I I know it doesn't stand up. I still get choked up at the end too. Yeah. Yeah. It's got some of my favorite uh, film moments in there. And Vincent Price can't go wrong with that. 
I'll give you that. Mm-hmm. The Vincent, the the fact that like the whole thing is this weird like homage to like you know cabinet of uh, or cabinet of Cagliari, is that how it's pronounced? I don't know. Uh, <laughs> is whatever. That, is that the uh, squid fried squid? <laughs> yes, Cagliari. I love is. that with the okay. little uh, marinara Fuck dipping sauce. You. All right. So moving <laughs> on to the final category of the night: worst picture, uh, uh, worst movie that we've reviewed here on the Editing Bay podcast in 2017. Uh, and the nominees are. And the nominees for worst movie are. A Good Day to Die Hard. Super Mario Brothers. Independence Day. Resurgence. Twilight. Alien Resurrection. Now we're talking, Joe. Now it comes to the end. Man, a lot of these are, are films that we talked about in the last like quarter of the year. <laughs> <laughs> well, we uh, we really... Uh, we did a lot of good movies leading up we, to this. We did, and then realized maybe we were doing too many good too movies. Many good and that's why we have Super Mario Brothers. Yeah. Uh, which is actually my pick uh, for worst movie of the really? year. Yeah, man, I, I just... I remember even as a child, and at, when you're at that tender age where, um, I mean, this movie had everything going for it. I was at the right age where I was absorbing everything. Hell, I like Masters of the Universe, for Christ's sake. Uh, I was huge in the <laughs> for Nintendo. shame. All you had to do, you, this was so, uh, you could have punted with a Super Mario Brothers film, and it would have made millions. It would have delighted fans. But the makers of that film took it so far out of the realm of everything. Everything you wanted in a Mario Brothers movie is missing from this film. It is such a disaster. All you wanted. The disappointment cannot be overstated in that Super Mario Brothers film. Uh, and uh, I think it's what single-handedly killed Bob Hoskins. Bob Hoskins. <laughs> uh, he never recovered. My vote would have been a good day to die hard. Uh, yeah. I, but I think a lot of that is informed by the fact that I am a huge die hard fan. Yeah. And... That film is anything but a diehard movie. I know we talked about in the podcast that like, it's not a bad action film, but as a a chapter in the diehard franchise, it doesn't belong. Such a disappointment. It's super disappointing. It's not. He's not even playing John McClane. No, like he's he's playing Bruce Willis. He's from some Other film. He's playing Judge Dredd. Yeah, there you go. That's it. Uh, or the right. Godfather. The uh, no God no, that's not <laughs> happening. All right, so the winner of worst. Picture that we've talked about this year on the Editing Bay podcast. I'm going to let you announce this one. I can't do the drum roll and well, announce I, at the same time. <laughs> the loser for worst movie. Are you doing a Christmas vacation where they all do the drum roll? Twilight! Twilight! The listeners have spoken, and man, do they not enjoy Twilight. Man. Um, so there we go. We've got worst actor for Twilight, worst actress for Twilight. And uh, almost had worst director, but uh, finally, just rounding out the 2018 Eddie Awards, Twilight is your worst film of the year. Do worst you agree with this joke? Um, I I don't think the listeners got it wrong. I don't think That's so. That's a double negative. Uh, it's tricky. I don't, it's it's tricky. Uh, it, it is a a horribly bad film. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, there is crazy vampire baseball, <laughs> which I would have never predicted was going to happen. This movie did something that <laughs> I did see in Jumanji that I wasn't really a fan of. In, in At one point in the movie, uh, like Kevin Hart and The Rock are trying to run away from some bad guys. Mm-hmm. And like Kevin Hart can't run fast. So The Rock's like, jump on my back, jump on my back. And eventually Kevin Hart jumps on his back. And it's totally doing that thing where you could tell like they're uh, not on the ground. That's cheesy. The Rock is just like moving his arms and his legs. And it's like, I don't know if he's like on a treadmill. I don't know how they do that and then composite it in. Yeah. 
But they did that in Twilight, and it was so fucking bad. And it's supposed to be like this romantic scene, and they're getting to know each other, and he's showing off his powers, and it just felt like a Looney Tunes cartoon. It felt like a Looney. It felt like a really like, like a pre post product yeah post production. Easy for you cut. to say. I know, right? A pre post production shot from like Smallville. Like, yes. that's what it felt like. And I'm like, this does not belong in my million-dollar budget Hollywood film. Yeah. Uh, this is this is horrible. But you got vampires in love. And vampires people. in love, vampires playing baseball, and the and everything revolves around Bella. Oh, everything. Oh, God, she's so self-centered. She's the, she's the most important. It's not that she's self-centered. It's the way that this movie is written and, and directed that, like, she is the most important thing. Yeah. She is a lighthouse in the fog of the world that is... The Cullens. That's right. These uh, kids have been alive for hundreds of years, have seen people come and go and die, and he's graduated high school like 18 times, right? We yeah. see all his diplomas on the wall. Yes. Uh, yet it's this uh, little waif who uh, finally makes him feel something in his cold, cold heart. Yeah. That's weird, too. Didn't happen to me. <laughs> Didn't, did not feel anything. Nope. Uh, all right. Well, that's it. That's our Eddie's wow. for 2017, 2018. I'm kind of sad. Uh, what, that it's done? Yes. I'm not. <laughs> These episodes are always so painful to make. Uh, I mean, you, I'm not the one that has to edit it together, so true. I guess it's not that painful. It's a joy for me to listen to and to, to give to you, the listening audience, as a little thank you for sticking with us throughout the year and uh, helping us grow the show uh, and telling your friends and, again, going to editingbay.com and supporting us that way. And also going to our Facebook page and letting us know what you think uh, of the winners and the losers from the 2018 Eddie Awards. Did you agree? Did you not? Let it be your sounding board. Yeah. Tell us all about it. Uh, all right. So what are we going to watch next week? Well, here we go. First uh, movie of 2018 and uh, my last one of 2017. It was my pick. We did Gremlins. Thank you, mm-hmm. by the way, for indulging me there. So sure. uh, I think it's only fair that I let you be the first to uh, to choose the film for 2018. Well, I uh, I want to go back to the beginning. Okay. I want to go back to the first year of our podcast. <laughs> One of the first episodes that we did mm. was about a movie called American Ninja. <laughs> yes. For a while, I've been holding on to uh, to a film, holding uh. on to the sequel, because I thought we would do another live show. And, and we like, may yet, someday. This movie will be perfect for a live show. Yeah, you think so? I just can't wait anymore. <laughs> okay. uh, so It's na- your Unbreakable. It's my Unbreakable. Right. Na- I wouldn't go that far. <laughs> but this, this, the first movie of 2018, uh, we're going to watch American Ninja 2, yeah. The Annihilation. Is that what it's called? We're going to return uh, to Joe Marshall mm-hmm. and, uh, wh- what's his name? Um, Curtis me. Jackson. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's right. This time, they're uh, they're being loaned by the army to the Marines. Oh, yeah! I didn't know you could do that. No, but apparently, they've got a barter system. They're going to the, the Marines services. on loan. Oh. They go. Uh, they're going on an island vacation, and guess what, Joel? Uh oh, ninjas. <laughs> that's you know what? I just came back from Mexico, and uh, that's that they always warn when you're traveling abroad: be on the lookout for ninjas. Always watch for ninjas, no matter the country. <laughs> So, uh, American Ninja Two. This is not on any of the streaming services. Aww. I'll uh, I'll bring the Blu-ray over so you can burn oh, it. No need. I have it. Do you have it? Yes, I do. Oh, fantastic! In anticipation for. Such oh wait, an that's right. Because I think I let you borrow the yeah, DVDs like five did. years ago. You absolutely did. All right, next week, American Ninja 2, uh, The Annihilation. Uh, thank you very much, guys. Hey, uh, congratulations, Joe, for all of your winnings today. Your best impersonation. Your I best. Got, uh, no, I no. Got, oh, was you, that me? You beat me. Yeah, you oh, beat me out. Sh- you well, like you cleaned up. Well, Joe, you bring out the best in me. So thank you for inspiring me. Oh, I guess we're gonna have to fuck. Now. <laughs>
All right, guys. <laughs> uh, thank you so much for a wonderful year. Uh, looking forward to an awesome 2018. And uh, we'll see you next week for American Ninja 2. Thanks, guys. That's fucking gold.